We worship him on this special day of Pentecost. The day when the Spirit of the Lord came upon his people. And since then the Spirit is still with us. A day of infilling. A day of being clothed. A day of a flowing power. Even the power of the Holy Ghost will worship you. Our Father, we ask this morning that you will help us. I mean really help us. Help us. I saw little children behind. Father, help every of us. Create the test in our hearts. Create the test in our spirits. Create the hunger so that the thirsty soul shall be satisfied. The hungry hearts shall be filled. In the name of Jesus, let every doubt be dissolved. Grant us understanding in Jesus' name. At the end of the day, let men and women, children, be filled with your spirit overflowing. To the glory of your name alone. In Jesus' name we pray. Praise the Lord. This morning, on this Pentecost service and Sunday, we are looking at Holy Ghost baptism or receiving of the Holy Spirit. I'll try as much as I can to get straight to the point. My desire this morning is to help everyone who is here who has not been filled or who has not received or who has not been baptized with the Holy Spirit to be able to receive today with the scriptural evidence of speaking in unknown tongues. Because this is the will of God in Christ Jesus concerning each and every one of us. When we look at our nation today, we will agree that pressure is coming upon the church. And this pressure is coming from Satan the devil. It's coming from the Fulanese, it's coming from the Muslims, but mainly the Fulanese who are also Muslims. Several years ago, we are saying it will never come here. It will never come here. But let me tell us, it is already here. Well, it's not out of place. The church must, through many tribulations, enter into the kingdom of God. It is appointed unto us not only to believe in the name of our Lord Jesus, but also to suffer for his name's sake. As a matter of fact, everyone that hopes to reign with Jesus must first of all suffer with him. So it's not persecution, it's not suffering that is my theme, but the fact that we may not be able to go through what is coming upon us without the power of God. 
Presently you may not be feeling any heat. But a lot of people up there, even in the west, and sometimes down here, had begun to feel the heat of the trouble that is upon us. And let me inform you or warn you, let's forget about the kind of prayer for fire from heaven. God doesn't send fire to consume anybody. Jesus died for every soul. Even the witches and wizards are potential apostles, prophets, evangelists, teachers, and pastors tomorrow. Are you following me? So I want us to understand that we see desire to receive everything that Jesus has meant for us in the New Testament to be properly equipped in order to face the challenges of our time. And the primary basic equipment is that you shall receive power after that the Holy Spirit has come upon you. And then you can become a witness to our Lord Jesus in every nook and cranny of this nation and beyond. And so, the only thing he owes you, although he has already given it, except that you do not yet know it, in order that you may receive it and be filled to overflowing, is this uh, Holy Spirit baptism. Because as soon as you are filled with the power of God, you are able to look the devil into his eyes. There are times you can rebuke the devil so that he flees. There are times you can rebuke the armies of Satan so that they can flee. There are times you may be persecuted unto death, but it is not always. There are times you will look at those that come to capture you and you will reduce the power of Satan behind them and they will flee. One of the members of my uh, town's Christian organization, I don't know if I shared this before, was coming back from Abuja and they stopped him on the way took him out of his car. He was pleading with them. There was a lot of money in the car, but they didn't want to listen. They took him inside the forest as they were going. They had guns and matches. They were beating him. Had become so weak, he couldn't walk freely. But then, as they kept going, out of desperation, all he cried when I got into the ticket of the forest was the blood of Jesus. The blood of Jesus. Three times. And all that were after him with guns and matches turned around and fled away. Our brother Okuchuk said, when this happened, he also began to flee. He thought there was a bigger enemy was behind them. But he didn't know it was the words of his mouth, the blood he pled, that actually was the enemy that had chased them away. He found his way eventually back to the road, entered his car, and drove down to the east. Are you following me? Trouble is on our way, but those that know their God shall be strong and do exploits. To know you are God, you have to be filled with the Holy Ghost. A brother Stephen Transekulu, maybe few weeks ago, I was told, he shared, the wife shared the testament, we are all together in Christian Union at the University of Nigeria. Amrobas aunt came to his house in Transekulu. The wife traveled the children where 
they didn't know what to do. They didn't even know where their father was. But when the man came down, he didn't know what was happening in his compound. He saw men. He just shouted, Jesus! Jesus, help us! He said, the armed robbers with guns fled at the mention of the name of Jesus. It happened in Transekulu. We need something beyond being born again. You need something just being a Christian. There may be no pressure now, but it is coming. We need to be equipped. We need to be empowered. We need to be ready to stand for Jesus. Yes, if it is appointed unto me, for instance, to be beheaded in the fullness of time, it won't be a problem. Because it also takes the power of God to suffer persecution. And so this morning, as we look at John chapter 20, verses 21 and 22, the gospel of John chapter 20, verses 21 and 22, then the Bible tells us about Jesus coming to the disciples after he was raised from the dead. And he said unto them, Peace be with you. As the Father has sent me, so do I send you. After he had said that, he breathed on them and said unto them, Receive the Holy Spirit. That was Jesus' last or final wish. To those that we are his followers and to those that are, we are, are going to be his followers before he returned to the Father. You also find this same scripture or the likeness of it in Luke chapter 24 49. And that was still at the Mount of Olivet. Jesus said to them, Stay in Jerusalem until you are clothed with power from on high. The Holy Spirit is a power from on high. And every child of God is expected to be clothed with this power from on high. And so he desired that they should wait. Also in Acts of the Apostles chapter 1, if you read from verse 5, they began to ask him on the Mount of Olives, Is it at this time, Lord, that you are going to restore the kingdom to Israel? He said unto them, It is not for you to know the times or hour that the Father has set for himself. He said, but stay in Jerusalem and you shall receive power after that the Holy Spirit has come upon you and you shall be my witnesses in Jerusalem, in Judea, in Samaria to the utmost parts of the earth. That's what Jesus said. That's the promise of the Father. This is a promise I made right back in the Old Testament. 
about a day when you and I, who will become his followers, should be empowered to serve him. In Joel chapter 2, from 28 he began to read, It shall come to pass afterwards, that I shall pour out my spirit upon all flesh. And your sons and your daughters shall prophesy. And your young men shall see visions. And your old men shall dream dreams. And upon my men servants and upon my men, everybody's involved. I will pour out my spirit also. There shall be signs in the heaven and on earth, the moon and the sun, the moon turning into red, and the sun will become dark. That will be a day of deliverance, a day of salvation for those that will call upon the name of the Lord. Because on Mount Zion, and we have come unto Mount Zion by the way, there shall be deliverance, there shall be a remnant that shall be saved. Hallelujah. And so, the promise was, has already been fulfilled, but that's not where I'm going to. Jesus said, as my Father sent me, I am sending you. How did the Father send him? Did the Father send him without help? Did the Father send him without the grace? Without anointing? Without power? Without the Spirit? Could Jesus have come to do it alone? The Bible made us to understand that the Father sent Jesus and also sent him with the power of the Holy Ghost. If you remember the book of Isaiah chapter 11 verse 1 and 2, it began to talk about a rod that will come from the shoot of Jesse and also a branch that was going to grow out of Jesse's roots. Talking about Jesus. In verse 2 it says, and the Spirit of the Lord shall come upon him. He said, the Spirit of wisdom and of understanding, the Spirit of might and the Spirit of counsel, the Spirit of knowledge and of the fear of the Lord. This is the same Spirit that has been promised and given to us. For when he spoke with disciples in John chapter 14 verse 16, he said, I will never, I will not leave you comfortless, I will come back to you. And I will ask of my father, he will give you another paracletos. It sounds like Isaiah 11 verse 2. Because the word paracletos is the word counselor, comforter. Helper, advocate, stand by, intercessor, and strengthener. And all these are embodied in the Holy Ghost. And these are all that you and I need. Especially in this day, when even Christians and pastors are beginning to commit suicide. And we do know that we have such a helper, an intercessor, an advocate, a counselor, a comforter, a standby, and a strengthener inside of us, and we delay to the slaughter like sheep again. I mean, we delay to a point of killing ourselves. My friends, 
I don't want to be conventional this morning. I want to let you know that no matter our height in the society, no matter who we are, no matter how far you have obtained, even preach without Jesus, without the Holy Ghost. I want to let you know you need the Holy Ghost. No, I started preaching before I was baptized. So I know what it was to preach without the Holy Ghost. I also know what it is to preach with the Holy Ghost upon you. And so we need Him. Little children is your day. We all need this Holy Ghost. And uh, the Holy Ghost is for all flesh. But when we come to the new covenant, we begin to understand the definition very clearly. The all flesh actually will be all flesh, but the Holy Ghost can only come about upon any flesh that has already received Jesus as his Lord and personal Savior. Once you are born again, you don't need fasting and prayers. You don't need a, a perfection in your life. You don't need sinless perfection to receive the Holy Ghost. If you actually can live without the Holy Ghost sinlessly, perfectly, then the coming of the Holy Ghost would have become a vanity. It is because that after you are born again, there are still ways the Holy Ghost can help you. After Peter began to follow Jesus, Peter was so bold, a follower of Christ. But Peter, at certain times, when the times, when the jungle matured, would this will do things that showed you he needed some more help. He denied Jesus three times, even before a house house. This was the same Peter that Ariel promised he was going to die with Jesus. And so you notice that they are saying that he was still lacking. He was still lacking the power of the Holy Ghost. But after Pentecost, Peter was brought to stand before anybody that cared and say, This Jesus you crucified is both your Christ and your Messiah. Praise the Lord. And so we need boldness. I know myself, when I wasn't filled with the Holy Ghost, I could preach, but you just find scripture trying to use your power and your might and your intellect to explain them. But when I began to depend on the Holy Ghost, after I was filled with the Holy Ghost in the year 1981, I began to discover that standing one place and teaching made so much impact in the hearts of men. Some people will break down crying, so come back to me and say, your word was coming like a hammer upon my soul. Because the Holy Ghost had begun to help me. I could begin now to lay hands on the sick and they began to be healed. This is also part of it. Because like I was saying, how did the Father send Jesus? In Luke chapter 4, in verse 18, our Lord Jesus said, The Spirit of the Lord is upon me because he has anointed me to preach the good news to the poor. He has sent me to bring healing to the brokenhearted, to bring deliverance to the captivity or to the captive, recovering of sight to the blind, and to set a liberty 
those that are broken or bruised. By that, that Jesus was not only defining his mission on earth, he was trying to let us know what the Holy Ghost was expected to do in our own lives and ministries. Number one, it is supposed to help you to preach the good news to the poor. Number two, the Holy Ghost is supposed to help you to preach deliverance to the captives. Number three, the Holy Ghost is expected to help you to declare recovering of sight to the blind. It's supposed to help you to set at liberty those that are bruised. And there are many today who are bruised. And so, knowing this, we also can understand now why Peter had to say in Acts of the Apostles chapter 10 verse 38, even Jesus that came out of Nazareth, how that God anointed him with the Holy Spirit and with power, how that he went about doing good and healing all that were oppressed of the devil because God was with him. God was with Jesus in the person of the Holy Ghost. God anointed him with the Holy Ghost and with power. He went about doing good. The power to do good is in the anointing of the Holy Ghost. You have to be filled with the Holy Ghost today. He was healing all those that were oppressed of the devil because he, God was with him in the person of the Holy Ghost. And so this is your day. I said, This is your day. This is your day. Don't stay and feel like there is cold here. Even if S is all over the place, I want to let you know the fire of the Holy Ghost brightens everywhere. Are you following me? This is your day. You can't be coming and going and your life remains the same. Sometimes you bring some argument that is uh, based on some form of pride or false humility. Everybody must not speak in tongues. This must not. Who tells you that? In Mark 16, 17, he said, This sign shall follow them that believe. In my name they shall cast out devils. They shall speak with new tongues. It is a sign that belongs to believers. Why not to me? Why must you be excluded? It's a question of making up your mind this morning. In John chapter 7, 37, it tells you what it takes to actually be ready. In the last day of the feast, that great day, Jesus stood up and with a loud voice he said, If any man thirsts, let him come unto me and drink. As the scripture says, He that believes on me, out of his belly shall flow rivers of living water. This he spake concerning the Holy Spirit, we they that believed on him should receive, for they had not yet received the Holy Ghost, or the Spirit was not yet given, for Jesus was not yet glorified. 37 to 39. And so, it bothers on hunger. It does not bother on righteousness. Your righteousness is not of you. 
Your righteousness is of God. It was Christ that brought you to himself and made you the righteousness of God. It bothers or hunger or thirst or desire. For the desires of a righteous man can never be denied or cut off. The Holy Ghost will help you to live better life. And so, the, the need today is to be desirous. Be hungry, be tasty. Tell yourself, it has so happened today. When I came out, when, before I was filled with the Holy Ghost, I was so hungry. I needed this baptism so badly. I needed to do a lot of things, a lot of forces of darkness around my father's house that needed to be dealt with. I knew I was born again. I knew I was insufficient in power. I knew, I knew the Holy Ghost was the answer. And I had the opportunity just once. And I didn't even miss it. That was in all Christian fellowship as soon later, in, sometime in 1981, after my school service examination, I was in a church on a weekend program, the first day of the meeting, the people, obviously from Church of God Mission, Benin, came ministering the Holy Ghost. They talked about this baptism, which was sequel to your salvation, and the, an experience that was necessary for you to be able to serve God in power. While the man was still speaking, I was already quite prepared for the baptism. Before, when they said those that wanted this baptism begin to come out, I rushed out. As soon as I knelt down, that was all that was necessary for me. I began to speak powerfully in other tongues. I've spoken and I keep speaking. Praise the Lord. There is power not just in speaking. There was a year I came here. I was talking about beyond speaking in tongues. I don't know if anybody remembers that. The baptism in the Holy Ghost is not just to speak in tongues. Are you following me? Tongues is just the initial evidence. There are many blessings in speaking in tongues. First Corinthians chapter 14, 2 and 4. Say he that speaks in an unknown tongue does what? Edifies himself. To edify means to build up yourself like a house is built. It means to charge yourself and you charge a battery. When you want to go for mission sometime, when you stay and speak in tongues quite some, you might discover that all you need to do when you get to administration is stop with your mouth and the rivers of water will begin to flow. Praise the Lord. Some of you know I speak quietly, but even this morning, I'm beginning to speak like Nangweilenko. Uh, Praise God. The Holy Ghost takes you over. Are you following me? Takes you over. When the, 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 you, the, you, you can build up yourself. Do you know when this depression thing, if you speak in tongues and speak in tongues, within 30 minutes of speaking in tongues, you discover that something had begun to you will be so excited from inside you besides he that speaks in tongues does not speak any unto any man that's first content chapter 14 but what does he do no man understands it but in his spirit he speaks mysteries to God when a man human being speaks mysteries to God don't you know what it means I mean you are going beyond your mind you are going beyond your mentality to commune with God. If you go to verse 14, 15 of that first Corinthians 14, it says, when I pray in other tongues, it is my spirit that prays. 
my understanding is unfruitful. When I sing in other tongues, it is my spirit that prays or sings. My understanding is unfruitful. So what then shall I do? I will sing with my spirit by the Holy Ghost within me. I will sing also with my understanding. I will pray with my spirit by the Holy Ghost that is within me. That is amplified. I will also sing with my understanding. My dear, if you are able to sing with your understanding, let me give you or pray with your understanding alone. Let just me give you a fair mark. If I give you 50%, it means it you, I, I, I am being very fair. Because you cannot compare the activities of my spirit and the activities of my head at the same level. Are you following me? So, to pray with your spirit and pray with your understanding, you are receiving all the benefits of being born again and filled with the Holy Ghost. Praise the Lord. Uh, beyond praying in tongues, beyond edifying yourself, beyond speaking mysteries to God, beyond all this, when we receive the power of the Holy Ghost, we also receive power. The power to deliver, the power to heal the sick. Praise the Lord. I've shared this story, I've shared it a few places. Last year, towards the end of the year, my cousin Dr. Maliko is a consultant gynecologist. He's in Anambra. And, uh, that's a big hospital at Ehala. Uh, he's, he's good, uh, Sodita UNN. That is UNN. So, towards the end of last year, he's a proud person, but he called me and said, I didn't know the details until later. I was told that he couldn't stand to do surgery any longer because when the pain comes, he will simply collapse. And then, they had booked him for a surgery by some Turkish people. They have a Turkish hospital at Abuja that will be costing between 2.5 and 4 million. Money is not his problem at all. And so it's not about money. But it was a 50-50 thing. And uh, perhaps why he called me was that the daughter had told daddy, I had a dream where you died also. He had done all the tests that were needed. MRI showed that the intravertebral discs had completely collapsed. That was why when it comes, no matter where in an occasion, if nobody holds him up, he will be on the floor. When he called me on the, this towards the end of year, I said, can I pray with you? I wasn't sure whether you will agree or not. They always will laugh at me and my, this my Jesus and our doing things righteously. It may take up to one or two hours. I said, and so on 20 December on my way to Abatete Born Again Christians end of the year program I we we had agreed had prayed all the tongues I wanted to pray in my house I, I knew that when I get to his house I won't be praying in tongues because he won't 
make much out of it. So when I go to his house, I come to Mark 16, 17. I read to him where it is written. I shall lay hands on the sick, and the sick shall recover in the name. I said, that's why I am here. I told him, your faith is not required. In fact, the only faith that I needed from you is allow me to lay hands on you. I showed him more scriptures. Sorry, don't permit me. I told him that you don't need to be righteous to be healed now. Jesus healed your righteous. Am I right? The man at the pool of Bethsaida wasn't righteous. At least I know that after Jesus healed him, he met him in the temple and said, don't continue in your sins so that worse things don't happen to you. So I showed him that scripture. I said, I am here to lay hands on you to be healed. I told him, you are going to receive creative miracle. He has not forgotten that phrase. Creative miracle. After we prayed, we went for a program, he didn't talk to me. I told you, prideful brothers and cousins I have. After one month, the pain wasn't there. He called somebody and said, Simon prayed for me. Okay, my cousin told me what happened later. That when they were at an occasion, he was close to him in case he falls. He told him it was no longer necessary. That the pain had disappeared. Then Simon prayed for me. He didn't tell me yet. After another month, that was either February or March, he called one of the children and said, Since Simon prayed for me, I can't find the pain anymore. After a month in April, he called the daughter and said, I am coming back to Enugu to repeat all the tests I did. That showed that I had broken down intra vertebrates. I said, if it happens to be that that recreates miracle Simon prayed about is what happened, I will ask him to stop preaching Jesus and I will take over from him. He called me like three weeks or so ago and told me, it's not only that for five months now there is no more pain, all the exercises that I have stopped, which had helped my high blood pressure, I have started them again. My cousin was given to exercises, all this press up, he could do it hundred times and so on. He is back to all those exercises that actually were directly on the vertebral column, and yet he's not had any more pain. Neither had he continued in what he told me, the overdose of non-steroidal anti-inflammatory drugs. He's been taking overdose of drugs that could cause bleeding of his system. But he takes them no more, as we talk now. Friends, we have to... Now, if my cousin gets born again, not because I preach Jesus to him, but because he saw the power of Jesus healing, is it not worth it? Is it not worth it? Is it not worth it for you to be filled with the Holy Ghost and bring healing upon souls? This one is directly related to me and uh, I will say it with some uh, not really passion because Prof knows about this even though I have not shared to this point with him. My brother had about a week or a month or two, my elder brother, he's born again, of serious trouble at Abuja. He works in the capital, federal capital, lives in Kubwa. And so, from one to another, but the summary was that he ended up with my elder brother being diagnosed of schizophrenia. When I took him to proper, say it's not my case, hypertensive case, 
and said, go to a neurologist. We go to a neurologist, he recommended. The man checked and checked and said, if they had, had to do with the problem, sickness he had, it would have been over now. Go to a psychiatrist. We got this to psychiatrist. The psychiatrist did all the tests he could and said, this is a case of schizophrenia. He got respiratory on two milligrams, two times a dose, so, and then uh, attained. But that was not it. But I, we, every night, I will lay hands on him, pray in tongues. We will command the spirit of insanity to go. Because they brought him to my house from Abuja because they didn't know what to do. Every night we we'll do that. When I get to my room, sometimes I'll sit up a number of hours, just dealing. Two nights I had some dreams. I don't want to dream of vision because I saw a demon that was backing him. As if not on one. I remember rebuking it. Another time I saw a force that was trying to destroy him. I held him by the waist and rebuked the force. I saw palm fronts, tender palm fronts on the ground. I carried them, said, let me go and burn them. On a Sunday, one of the Sundays, we didn't, it was just, it lasted two weeks. We came to my house for Sunday service. We said we won't go to church. My friend, the procession director, they say Polytechnic joined us. We prayed all the tongues we wanted, prayed over him. And at the end of the day, on Monday, something, something, dramatic happened instantly. A call came from Abuja without going into details. He said, come and listen to this call. And when my wife picked the phone, I said, yes, this is what I've been telling you. Because what the problem that schizophrenia created that was troubling my wife and I was that he said the wife was a witch. The wife was a demon. The wife was just, this is a woman, a man that loves the wife so much. He wouldn't eat the wife's food, wouldn't ride in the wife's car, or allow the wife to ride him. He wouldn't even want to see the woman anymore. In fact, the day the woman, they brought him home, the woman couldn't come with him. The other people were sent because they couldn't stay together. He said that woman had even, he saw him turn into snake and die. In fact, he said the woman was dead. That was part of it. Going back to work, he said, did you say going back to work? That I am retired. You could argue it from morning till night. He was retired. My brother was seeing what nobody could see. Hearing what nobody could hear. And uh, administering uh, things the way nobody will understand. But all of a sudden on Monday morning, he said, do you mean I still have a wife and a family. So that's what we are telling you. So does it mean I have been having nightmares all this a week plus? I said, that is true. You have been having nightmares. He broke down and began to cry. So will my wife still forgive me? The next thing was telephone call to the wife. Honey, I love you. And that was it. Before you could say Jack Robinson and my wife's advice, the wife was in a room. Father, the wife said, I was coming for a honeymoon. And about two or three days in my house of honeymoon. Of course, I called the psychiatrist. Says, you gave us an appointment for future, but this is what is happening. Is a friend too. Say, bring him. The man was as shocked as I was because he said, it's never been this fast. 
asked him all the questions and everything he did before. There was none he missed. He was able to, he was so articulate. Oh, but the bottom line is my so brother is back at her, but of course the, bro, the drug has been reduced to the barest minimum because he said, don't stop suddenly. And my brother drives himself from Kubra to Federal Capital Territory in Abuja for his work. He has started work. Praise the Lord. We are in communion. We have been communing to get in communication. My brother is as sound and articulate. You know, I was telling you, brother, that this bro, my brother is an articulate person. But how suddenly was behaving like a baby, talking foolishly. But that he's back to his normal self. Praise God, friends. I don't know how to convince you. If it is children in. Uh, in a debate, and they say, with these few points of mine, I hope that I have been able to convince you, beyond all reasonable doubt, that you need the baptism in the Holy Ghost this morning. Hallelujah. When you are filled with the Holy Ghost, I'm summarizing now. The Bible says, a believer speaks in tongues. You shall speak in tongues. There is not a big deal. In fact, I met a group of young preachers these days, including my son. They don't even believe that we should waste time. Once you are saved, they will minister Holy Ghost baptism to you, even at the street junctions. My son will maybe coming back from uh, Imoke. He will just say, I met somebody at the junction. I, I spoke to him about Jesus. He received Jesus. I ministered Holy Ghost. He began to speak in tongues. He, on the road. That's the, what it should be. Because we are no longer waiting for the Holy Ghost. The Holy Ghost is here. Jesus has been glorified. Acts of the Apostles chapter 233 says, Jesus having been glorified at the right hand side of the Father has received the gift of the Holy Ghost which you now hear and see. The Holy Ghost is with us forever. He will no longer go back to heaven until we go back with him at rapture. All you need to do come out here boldly Make up your mind, it is going to be this morning. Open your heart and welcome him. He is a gift to you. You don't ask for a gift. You don't cry for a gift. You don't plead for a gift. You don't begin to fast for a gift. A gift is a gift. It's been given, waiting for you to simply receive. That's why Jesus greeted on them and said, Receive! That bread was a sign. I give you the Holy Spirit. Receive the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit has been given what is left for you. Receive! And you receive a gift without struggling. You receive a gift with joy, with simplicity. And when you receive, Giving praise. When you give praise, you can speak in tongues. Speaking in tongues is simple now. It's simple. And you don't need, you don't need the Holy Ghost to speak in tongues for you. Do you know that? It's you that speak. Ask to four.
And they were all filled with the Holy Ghost. And they began to speak in tongues. It was them that spoke in tongues. Acts 10, 46, 44. While Peter was still speaking, the Holy Ghost came upon all that had him. And the those of circumcision that came with Peter, they were amazed that the Gentiles had, received, had been given the Holy Ghost as it was given to them at the beginning. Verse 46, because they had them speak in tongues and magnified God. As 19.6 And when Paul had laid his hands on them, the Holy Ghost came upon them. They spoke in tongues and prophesied. And so whenever the Holy Ghost came, you notice they began to speak. They began in plural. It was them, not the Holy Ghost, that spoke in tongues. And as they had them speak in tongues, it was them they had, not the Holy Ghost that spoke tongues. In 19.6 Paul so they began to speak in tongues and prophesy. It was them that spoke in tongues. So speaking in tongues is not the Holy Ghost. There is only one path. You are sure the Holy Ghost is on you. You believe the Holy Ghost is on you. You receive the Holy Ghost. God can never lie. The next thing you do, open your mouth, speak the language of God. Speak any language that the Spirit puts into you. Uh, uh, that flows out of your mouth. Let me not exclude the Holy Ghost. You can speak any language of your choice. Praise the Lord. As you begin to speak, the Holy Ghost is there giving you utterance. That is ability to keep speaking. If you are not filled with the Holy Ghost because you are not a Christian, you want to speak in tongues. Yeah, you, you can still make up something. But what you are making up does not have somebody backing it up. Are you following me? I will explain what I mean. A little while you get tired. But when I start speaking in tongues now, if I start speaking in tongues now, the more I speak, the better it becomes. That shows that somebody is giving me utterance. Praise God. And that this utterance is coming as I keep speaking. I can tell you, I've, I practice this song where I say, watch me. I closed my eyes. I spoke in tongues for 30 minutes. My countenance changed. The people will agree that my countenance began to glow. Let the, let's leave that one. But let me tell you, you can speak in tongues this morning. If you are not born again, don't worry. I spoke to a Roman Catholic group of people, called them to Christ. They invited me to their a meeting in their church. Minister Holy Ghost to them. They got born again, began to pray in tongues. I spoke to another person in my, in my house. That person was not born again. She got born again, spoke in tongues, started prophesying there and then. It's very simple. I've seen the two children. That's why I'm interested. If the children want to be filled, children, I want to let you know you are here that the Holy Ghost does not belong to your fathers and mommies alone. The Holy Ghost is your portion too. If you don't have Jesus, what does it take to receive Jesus? Come out here, raise your hand, give your heart to Jesus for your salvation, which is not missing. You will be qualified to inherit the kingdom of God. Fact, when you give your life to Jesus, you receive eternal life. When you receive eternal life, you are qualified to be baptized in the Holy Ghost. When you are qualified, come in. In fact, you can stay in your, that place you are and be filled with the Holy Ghost and start speaking in tongues. After all, it was when Peter was still speaking that the people in and you are filled with the Holy Ghost and certain speaking in tongues. So there is nothing there. It's a very easy thing. I, I've seen people, almost a whole church field. That was at, was it um, last year's, uh, what do you call it? Last year's mother's son. That was at Nebo, uh, St. Matthews. We men, 
women that came for God's meeting, just like you do this, women were still speaking in tongues. I've seen this thing. So, this thing, I don't see why you should go out of this church today and you are not filled with the world. Is it your academies that are troubling you? Cast away all these things. Come and be baptized in the world. What is trouble? What is making it difficult? I've seen women that didn't go to school receive the Holy Ghost. I've seen aged women. When we were new, but you remember, there was old women that could no longer walk or stand. They sat on their seats and we prayed for them. They were speaking in tongues. It is your turn now. Can we stand on our feet now? This is your day. This is your hour. This is your time. Please, it is important. Much more important that I can tell you at a single meeting. You, there are many things to say about why you must be filled with the Holy Ghost. But we've just scratched them so that I will convince you that this morning is a Pentecost day, a Pentecost morning, a Pentecost Sunday. It is your day. It is your hour. It is your time. It is the day of your visitation. But before we do that, let me quickly ask you. If the trumpet sounds now, how sure are you that you belong to Jesus? Mark my words that you belong to Jesus. Can you say that you are truly born again? Have you, are you persuaded that Jesus dwells in you? Have you become the righteousness of God in Christ? Have you believed in your heart that God raised him from the dead? Have there been any time when you confess with your mouth that Jesus is your Lord? As many as who receive him, he will give them power to become the sons and daughters of God. Give your heart to Jesus before we go to Holy Ghost baptism. If you are in this church this morning and you want to give your heart to Jesus, can you lay your right hand on your chest? It is the first thing you are going to do. And then after that, we are going to be ministering Holy Ghost to everybody who has not been filled. I see a number of hands already. If you want to give your heart to Jesus, please can you lay your right hand on your chest so that we pray. Okay? There are a number of you. Can you say after me, Lord Jesus? Can you say, Lord Jesus, I have heard your voice. It has spoken to me about your love for me with all my heart I believe that you died for my sake I also believe that you shed your blood for my sins you went to hell for my sake you were raised again for my justification this morning I open my life and my heart unto you. I, I confess you as my Lord. I confess you as my Savior. Come into my life. Take over my life. Make me a new creation and a new creature according to your word. Thank you for saving me. Thank you for giving me eternal life. Amen. Father, thank you for these ones. 
Thank you for the souls. Thank you for their salvation. In Jesus' name. Thank you, Father, because you have confirmed your words with signs, with wonders, with changes, and great impact and visitation in the name of Jesus Christ. And thank you, Lord, because every heart here, every life here, every individual here, old or young, male or female, Lord, has received your visitation, and we shall see the change and the difference. And the glory shall return to you in Jesus' name. Thank you, Lord Almighty, because your power made manifest shall equip us, Lord, to live in the fullness of your grace and glory and live to your own power and live to our full destiny and live in the alignment of your power upon our lives and declare your goodness upon our generation. Thank you, Lord. We give you praise again and we restore glory to you, honor, power, dominion, Majesty, in Jesus' name we pray.